And she's a lot like me in the sense of like entities, what we hold it in. Let's just do our best and learn. You know, we'll try to stay open minded and get better at things, but we're not. We don't have any money. I don't have anything to hide. Like, let's just go at it and keep trying and it'll be okay. But having her on board is is probably the biggest thing that's given us the opportunity for success. I mean, really. Hey, everybody. Marcus Tuttle here with the Wide World of Real Estate. Today, me and Dave talk about some entity structuring. What's worked for us and what hasn't in the real world. Uh, Other than that, we talk about what's going on in their current projects and uh, endeavors in the world of real estate. And we hope you enjoy it very much. Thanks for listening. Yeah, it's, it's good. You know, I had a bunch of things that I was trying to get done today that I thought would happen. We got a closing that we're supposed to take place with the bank. We we're going to buy one from them, and the bank didn't show up. Um, they had something else going on. Yeah, that's Yeah, cool. I guess. Uh, and then uh, I just had like three or four things that I was that was going to be my day, and none of them got done. So I was just constantly looking at my phone, checking emails, wondering where the fuck everybody was at. Uh, just one of them, you know? But it's going to be all right. Yeah. I wish I had a day like that every now and again. No, not really. I was tracking. I, I was doing a master lease with one of my friends and I made myself look bad. I got, I was like, yeah, man, I kissed a lot of frogs to this guy. I think he's salted the earth and he's flubbed on the first two months of <laughs> making his rent. What was the deal? You put you you put a tenant in there, yeah, yeah. He stopped using that as his place of business, and it's at a place that the zoning doesn't exactly, um, you know, it's not real stringent on what goes down on, on, you know, what goes down there. So I was able to. It was a it was a house, and then he was able to put his office in there, and he worked at worked at his office for twenty years or something like that, and then. Uh, moved on his his needs as a running a have your ass in the chair office to just kind of changed and he doesn't need it anymore yeah so i said yeah man put it to work and he's like all right and then it was just has a bunch of duds that i was on a high traffic area and i was thinking to get a commercial person in there i think that I thought it would have been just fine to have some parking and work it just like it was being worked you know yeah be a lot more room hell of a lot cheaper than than getting something in town and it's real adjacent to town but a bunch of uh you know i, I kind of shot for the moon and the rent and ended up getting pretty decent and uh, i went to the guy and i thought he was worthwhile and he's like yeah man i can't make the. i don't know it's gonna be a stretch and so i kind of dumbed down the rent for him and I thought, yeah, man, this is a forever guy. And he's flubbed on the rent and hadn't cut the grass. So he claims he's too busy to look up. And I feel for the guy. I still think he's my guy, but he hasn't proven it yet. Yeah. But other than that, uh, let's see. I changed tenant. I'm right at the end of a long string of tenant changes and um, need to. I finally got an excuse to go into a property. I'm going to cut some trees. I thought I was going to cut some trees tomorrow, but that kind of ended. So just stuff, uh, birthday, Lily got a birthday coming up. So, uh, Anya said, I, I shouldn't be working. I should be helping party plan. So that took up some of it. Yeah. Do you listen to that podcast? I did listen to some of it. Listen to about yeah. 30 minutes of it. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? It's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Google Meet really solves a bunch of the audio problems of trying to thread the needle. It kind of smooths it out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I really, uh, this weekly thing is really like doing a book report every weekend. It's kind of a, like a sweat, <laughs> right? What am I going to do? Did you come up on anything you want to talk about? Uh, entities is going to be fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm actually looking forward to what we're talking about tonight. But uh, yeah, I sat down with the money guy, and he's he's eager to do it. Uh, he understands where I'm coming from. The only problem is entity structure. You know, like getting an operating agreement that's actually uh, pertinent and works for what we're trying to have done. Um, it's it's a lot more 
it's different than anything I've ever done before. You know, most of our, all of our partners have just been debt partners. You know, mm -hmm. there's, I'm going to borrow X, I'm going to pay you at Y over Z amount of time. And as long as I make the payment before the fifth, we're all good. You know? Yes. Um, so he's an equity partner. He's going to be an equity partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and so we got to outline everything. What happens if somebody dies? What happens if, uh, we do a deal that somebody doesn't like it. I, I don't know how to do that. That's new ground for me. And so that's got me a little a little nervous and not wanting to do it. But at the same time, I mean, he's got bank. He's selling he's selling half of his business. He's cashing out for about twenty million. And he's wow. And he wants to go bigger. You know, he he's been working his whole career to um, get to this spot. Yeah, and he's keeping he's keeping fifty percent of his business. And I said, "What are you going to do with it?" And he said, "I'm going to I'm going to grow it back up to the same size, and I'm going to sell you know another half of it in another ten years." Um, wow! So he's he's got the thing driving him that I don't know that I have. Like he's not greedy, but he's just <laughs> got that he wants to make bank. He wants his name on a building somewhere eventually, uh, and he's going to get it. So anywho, and he already had cash. This is just the the windfall of the of the two or three year period no, that's so, neat. yeah so i definitely don't want to say hey i can't wrap my head around this so i'm just going to shut the door on this opportunity i mean i want to go down the rabbit trail but at the same time it's it's new it's new ground for me does so, he want to look over your shoulder at the sale he understood entirely that we were going to put in the legwork you know we go to 10 sales and we only get one house i know he doesn't want to be any part of that and he understands that mm -hmm. um I think some of the problems have, you know, let's say that we go to a sale and there's four subject properties and let's say we buy all four of them. Um, you know, are we going to, am I going to sign a non-compete or a, a, that, that guarantees that, that he's getting all the best deals? You know, that could be a problem. What happens if there's four for 30,000 and one for 10,000? You know, I go ahead and pick up the $10,000 one in my. Yeah, I didn't need uh, you on this one, pal. Thanks right. for those other. Now, I mean, and, and I, I'm not planning on doing that, but I mean, those things need to be outlined. Or what happens if we keep a house, if we buy a house and like, Rachel and I want this, what do we do now? Do we, we got to buy it at a predetermined rate. Um, yeah. So those things need to be hammered out because you we're in this to build wealth. I don't want to just, I'd like to make some checks, but I mean, I'm trying to build a bankroll so I can do this on my own um, and not give somebody 50%. But the real well, plan is to build wealth. You're a star player in the making, and that's the that's the decision every professional team faces. You're gonna have to make provisions, and stuff is gonna change. Yeah, I just need my Scotty Pippen. Where's my Scotty Pippen? Right. Yep. <laughs> well, so talking about structures and entity, you know, we do that on a regular basis when we're talking about normally about asset protection. And you and I have been in plenty of classes about that. We know about, you know, hiding the cheese, not letting people see who's on title, who's doing what. But entity structures goes a lot deeper than that. You know, it's like it's got a taxability issue. It's got a fundraising uh, arm to it. It's it's so people can group together and spread out risk and, and combine funds. And on that level, I know very, very little about entities. I know a lot about hiding things in trust or putting different LLCs as members of LLCs. But as far as the real, how you actually use them, you know, I don't know the difference between a saw and a hammer. So I'm looking forward to kind of diving into to some of this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I was in a, I'm in the same boat as you because I just took advice. I just took advice from the guy I trusted. And he said, well, LLC gives you legal protection. It gives you um, accounting measures that are going to keep you on the right side of a lawsuit. And that's what you wanted. When I finally started flirting with the trust crowd, then I went to him and said, well, these are easier and cheaper and, and they're great. Keep your name off the of title. And he just said, uh, why you need to be off title? Why you need to be obscurity? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing that's, causing you to want to be obscured like this and i was like well i don't know and he's like uh you know i, I thought more of you, <laughs> you <should. laughs> shame a shame yeah 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 <laughs> uh you know i re really thought you would have researched this more yeah i said wah, wah, wah. okay so 
Well, I just got into partnerships, to be honest, but I think just talking about, let's go from jump, you're going to have, <clears throat> and really, I didn't think about it this way between tenants in common and joint ownership. Have you thought of it that way? Just to, like you and Rachel owning something. Do you say, all right, um, I'm going to need to, I want to, I got to be tenants in common with Rachel. I want to be, I want to own, own jointly with Rachel. Do you ever think of it that way? Um, I think we did it first, but I think Mississippi law makes us tenants in common. Mm-hmm. Since we're married. Well, that makes sense. Because upon something happening to you, AKA hit by a bus, AKA die, right. then your interest doesn't automatically go all to her. In joint ownership, all of your ownership would go directly to her. So especially when you have kids, it really gets fractured. But um, I think Louisiana has a forced portion that goes to your children. Otherwise, it's, um, I mean, it's a real, you need a real slide rule to do it in Louisiana and probably a lot of other places. But mm-hmm. um, there's a forced portion that goes to your heirs and then some, you could probably, and your spouse, there's probably usufruct that happens for the rest of her life. And then, you know, just laws that govern it. But what I'm hoping to parlay is how, um, and to practice my, uh, BPMN skills or business wrong, business notation, BPN business process notation. Where's the M come? Business B- modeling process. BP business process modeling notation. Yeah, there it is. To give me a chance to do that. So let's talk about joint ownership first. You see that? Mm-hmm. So John and Jane buy a house. So this, they both buy a house and they're going to have joint ownership with uh, rights of survivorship. I think that's the key word. And yeah. this guy's watering it down over national stuff, right? It's, it's, he's trying to encompass a whole nation of rules and it's not going to be perfect for everyone, but joint ownership with rights of survivorship. Uh, I guess the rest of the country practices common law, which Louisiana sways, um, veers away from that a little bit, but so they're going to own this house with, joint ownership and a right of survivorship. So somebody dies, John dies, and then, so they're both owning it right here, these two lines, they're just busy owning it. And then um, John dies and she's still owning it, but John's rights transfer to Jane. That's basically joint ownership. Meanwhile, tenants in common, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna own this place, you're gonna take title, to this house with as tenants in common, John dies. And then you have to ask a further question. Is there a will? And this guy's basis, his, um, his premise is that if there is a will, the will determines it. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're married and your residence or some kind of other laws, you're going to have a forced airship and then you're going to have usufruct. I, I just don't think it's as simple as this, but if there's not, then the state, the state rules of your estate decide. So that's simple enough. I think that I am a tenant in common with my wife on our purchases singly, but honestly, I haven't, I haven't come up on other than uh, having your homestead exemption. I don't know that there's a whole lot of reasons to do that, to not, I guess, add another layer of protection for yourself in case somebody falls in your property or something like that. But insurance kind of takes the place of that. Right. Well, that's all I did. The end. I went a little further. So that handles a whole lot of, regular real estate things. So then I got the partnerships. So here's a, dang it, Jane, how did Jane get down there? I failed. Let's see what happens when I do this. Can I do that? 
Not really gonna do that. All right, I'm gonna have to punt on that. How to get fancy? Is is Jane not in this story? Is Jane... Yeah, kind of. She could be. Dealing with Uncle Charlie just sounds racist somehow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in the day and age, can you still call people uncle? <laughs> in the master suite. <laughs> Better get to scrubbing on those slave quarter advertisements. Yeah. People used to pay extra. Pretty soon won't be able to say ghost. <laughs> All right, here's Jane. Look at that. I'll be damned. Business process modeling notation is what it means. All right, let's see if I can squeeze everybody up here. I knew I could do it. All right. So there's general partnerships and limited partnerships. If you've seen any kind of law commercial, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know why anybody would do that other than to be able to fracture or tease a junior partner to a regular partner. I, I have no idea the inner workings of that, but um, this guy's a real estate guy and he's talking about partnerships. Uh, real estate players may want to bring others in, into their partnership and leveraging their skills to make money off the more passive ad, ad investor. And that's exactly what you're doing, right? That's exactly what we talked about with your upcoming endeavor, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess legally, there's laws, trade name laws that state if individuals are going to take title in a partnership that they need to make a state or local filing that identifies the entity and the names of the principles. So that would totally violate everything that some of our pals think is what you should do. Yeah. On record. Yeah. So as a John and Jane, they're acting together and they form a partnership and they're, they're like, um, you know, they want UC to come on board as a limited partner. Uncle Charlie. And he says, okay, but he doesn't want to be personally liable. He says, fine, you know, I'll put up the big down payment. And here's the, here's the deal in this building. Uh, they can buy for 500 K and the bank will loan 350. Um, and UC is going to put up 150 and um, John and Jane or Moline, John and Jane are going to put up 7.5 K. I don't know how they're splitting the, the um you know the equity or or the the income i don't know how they're splitting it up but the the meat of what this guy's teaching is that a partnership allows you to divvy that up pretty squarely uh or not evenly however you want you can basically paper it however you want and and have bring people in as limited partners that by the nature of a partnership are not liable for any recourse or any direct or latent uh, debts on this property. So uh, they're going to apply for the loan down at the bank and the banker said, well, I want everybody that's in this partnership to be liable for this loan. But OUC says, that's recourse. Yeah, that's a non-starter. I'm putting up 150, and uh, John and Jane have to say that Uncle Charlie is a limited partner. So then the banker says, well, I'm going to need to see the partnership, and then he reviews the partnership and makes the loan. But that's the nature of – that is the nature of what – a partnership is. Now that's all I've done. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know of anybody saying go use a partnership. I really don't. I think it, uh, I got to look at the date on that book, but I got to see.
what the date is. In fact, I can do it now. Well, I mean, that's 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 everybody that's outside of our circle that's doing real estate. I mean, if you go to the, the real Sorry. estate guys radio, I mean, that's all they talk about is syndication. I mean, uh, Ken McElroy, syndicate, syndicate, syndicate. And that's but, not in a you know joint venture agreement written on the back of a Wimdy's bag like we like to do sometimes. I mean, that's a, a filed operating agreement. You know, who's got a who's got voting rights, who doesn't, who signs on loads, who doesn't. But I mean, most of the most of the real estate that outside of our immediate circle and the network we're in, that's how they're all doing business. That's why we say we put it in a trust. They're like, you do what? Why would you even do that? That's for estate management. That's to pass things on to your kids. That's not necessarily how to run a business. Um, and I know a lot of the guys in our circle that are running something very much like a business out of trust, but it gets really sticky. I mean, just opening bank accounts. You and I have been through that. Yeah, um, a bank banks don't understand it, and they don't want to do it. But they understand the EIN number that's attached to an LLC or an escort. They get that. Um, well, know. I don't doubt the intellect of some of our pals, but I just you're definitely swimming upriver, and I think that I, uh, I don't see a whole lot of reason to do that. I'm actually kind of like walking like a duck and quacking like a duck and doing what everybody else does because the LLCs are kind of tried and true. They don't double tax you. But I did want to talk to you about the reason that you started an S Corp. And I have, I think, I think uh, getting to those corporations is going to be next on my list to kind of outline and talk about. But do you, can you recall the conversation with your accountant? Yeah. So, you know, Rachel and I are still in that spot where we're trying to, uh, we're still trying to make a living. You know, we haven't got into the, just the, we're trying to compound wealth to pass on to our heirs. Like we're still trying to make eat money, car money, phone money. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're very much in business mode, but we're not in, we're just creating, you know, this big umbrella of wealth. Well, one of the problems that's been, uh, following us is our unbankability. You know, we try to go get a 30 year fixed rate mortgage. We can't get them because we don't have any W2 income. We don't, we're, we're, we have flips and we have wholesales and we have rents, but we don't have this W2 income to show. So we need to start getting paychecks. And I know a lot of our pals say, no, you don't just go borrow the money. It's like, well, we're, we're a little more debt averse than just going and borrowing everything we put in our pockets. We want to, we want to make some money. We want to show income. Um, so we needed to show something so that we were, actually bankable for the basic things, you know, to be able to, if we need to buy a new car, if we want to get a good credit card, or if we want to go get a 30 year home loan. Um, secondly, I don't know if social security is going to be around, but I mean, I've got friends right now that are just starting to collect and they've been paying in for 30 or 40 years and they're getting three or $4,000 a month. They're getting a sizable check. It's nothing that's just minimal, but that's because they've been paying in their whole working life. I doubt social security will still be around in the same form it is today, but if it is, I want to have paid into that sum. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm going to want as many streams of income coming in my mailbox as possible, whether it's my IRAs, my rental properties or social security. Um, so, so that was another thing is I'm not averse to paying all taxes. I just don't want to pay a majority of my taxes. So, uh, but the, the thing that kind of sealed it up was um, going through the pandemic. They passed some really, some really nice laws that if you were self-employed or if you're running through an S corp and one of them was a, uh, you can get like six six weeks off of, uh, of family time or medical leave that would be uh, tax-free. So that means essentially Rachel and I can get paychecks for six weeks that we won't pay taxes on. When we ran the math on that, that took care of, you know, that paycheck with that we could get that would be tax-free compared to the other uh, 45 paychecks that wouldn't be tax-free. Uh, it just made a whole lot of it was We weren't giving up too big of a piece of the pie. Um, so there's just more benefits that we found getting a paycheck, playing the government game with that entity, not with all entities, with that one, and going ahead and, and paying some taxes and having some reported income and getting some benefits. Um, you know, we're still in that spot. We go to Walter's event or somebody's events and they say, you know, you're putting everything, are you putting in your IRA? You put in your IRA and it's like, uh, no, because I don't have any money left over. You know what I'm saying? Like some, So I, if you're going to, 
if you're going to put an IRA, what do you got to have? You got to have earned income. You know, I can't just have investment income. I can't just have flip income. I've got to get a paycheck. So, you know, it's nice to say I don't want to pay taxes or doing those things. But unfortunately, if you want to put money in an IRA, you got to pay taxes. So. Well, did you cover um, did you cover the double taxation hurdle whenever you set this deal up? So they they made it as uh, an LLC is good in the, in the fact that you can pass through, get the legal protection, have accounting measures and still pass through this this um, income or this gain and then be able to handle that on your tax return um, without being taxed twice. Can you explain that? Well, so our S Corp is a is an active business. We're we're doing these furnished rentals, but we will zero it out at the end of every quarter. So we'll go ahead and take a disbursement and pay whatever taxes on that. But at the end of the year, we don't have the company didn't make any money. Everything got expensed out. Sure. We have landscaping, power, utilities, furniture, and then uh, owners' withdrawals. We won't leave any money in there. So the S Corp won't ever be taxed. We will be taxed, but it won't. So right there at the end of this, and I didn't get it. I didn't get this. To, he's talking about the subchapter S corp, which can be cer- cumbersome in certain situations, but it does answer the double taxation uh, question. So, like we don't want to hold property in S corp. Mm-hmm. We're running a business through it that's going to zero out, but not. Uh, it's not going to depreciate assets like like the like the rental property would. And do you know the answer? I, I reached out to my accountant, Mr. Winston. It's going to be a shame for him to go out of business and forget all that he's amassed in the form of knowledge because he's just a pleasure to listen to. He's just, uh, he doesn't want any more business. His wife died and he's just becoming disinterested. But I would, I'm going to, I'm not going to try to answer, say no for him. I'm going to ask him if he would appear with us. And this may be way past his bedtime, but I do want to get, Ask him if he would, you know, I don't know, give something back or at least help us out, damn it. Yeah. Uh, but he's just, he's handled multi-state. I mean, he's an attorney and a, an accountant. So hearing him talking about that and me trying to explain uh, how an inherited, how I came by uh, an IRA and, yeah. and, and inherited, he's like, he thought for about half a second, he says, I don't want to know about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. But, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to know where the where the bodies are buried. I don't want to know. Paid for what? He paid. <laughs> we paid and we waited. <laughs> thousands of dollars for two hundred fifty. You paid five thousand dollars for two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like but, some some game stock. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he's just nonplussed. You know, if it doesn't mean anything, then it doesn't mean anything. And he's like past it. Yeah, and my my wife saying. Yeah, that's what I try to tell them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, there was a lot of why, but anyway. Um, yeah, and then the other part of the truly paranoid are the people that just uh, pyramid their protection levels and sell courses on it. Have you ever paid attention to any of those people? You mean like the members or other LLCs that are other LLCs that are other LLCs kind of thing? Something, yeah. yeah. Or did that? Did you ever... Fall down that rabbit hole? No, I mean, you know, when I I first opened an LLC, it was probably nine years ago and I bought my first property just because people said, you put property in LLC. You don't want it in your personal name. And I opened a single member LLC and I put my property in it. And then I talked to an attorney and I was explaining to him how smart I was and how much I knew about the game. And I created this LLC and he was like, well, I mean, you're single member, you're working on it, you're fixing up, it's a pass-through entity. it gives you a little protection, but it's it's not really going to protect you all that much. But good, good, you know, thanks for showing up today. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he said, you have an insurance policy. You know, that's what that's what we're hoping to that's going to jump in the front. But with a single member LLC, it gives you a little bit of a veil, but not entirely. Um, so, I, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But I was just I was trying to follow instructions. But, it, you know, it did. I don't think it did a whole, whole lot for me. I still keep properties in LLC. I have some in trust. Um, but I, I've, I've never really, I guess, um, you know, you know a little bit about my past. You know, I mean, I've, I've messed up 
a lot of things, either with family or with school or with the law. And like me doing the right thing is is uh is pretty darn important. You know, if if I want to go do the wrong thing, I know how to do that, and I'm going to go do it well. Um, but I, I really don't want to screw people over, and I really don't want to be nefarious. I don't want to feel like I'm hiding anything. Yeah, I don't want to be too pious and be like, well, I'm just I'm super righteous, and nothing's ever going to come back and get me because bad things can happen. But uh, but I really don't even I want to avoid the whole idea of I need to hide something. You know. Um, I want to be protected, but I've been sued. I've been sued two times since I started investing. And you know what? They didn't kill me. They didn't eat me. They didn't throw me away. I survived. Um, I paid a little money one time and the other time it got dissolved. It, it wasn't all that bad. Um, but I really try to make sure my conduct's not inviting, you know, litigious people into my world and just try to do right. Was that somebody getting hurt on the thing, tried to say something or did say something? No, it was roaches, Marcus. It was roaches <laughs> and mold in the house. <laughs> and you knew there was ro mold and roaches. And I mean, I had to go to court and our Hines County judge actually entertained that, that lawsuit. You know, I actually had to get up and defend it. Um, and just, she wanted money back. He wanted me to take the house. And I got the house back and I didn't have to, I mean, it was, it was uncomfortable. That's um, in the last year. Yeah, that was that was during yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, now can bad thing, but you know, most of the people that I know that are in court are because they don't want to lose some kind of money. You know, they they bought a house at an auction for X, and they don't want to they don't want the second position mortgage to be able to get a piece of it, or they try to do a subject to, and now the bank's saying we we want the loan due. I don't I I don't know of a whole lot of people that were actually just honest and not doing anything wrong, but just got screwed. I haven't met those people who are just like, man, let me tell you how I got fucked because my property wasn't in a trust. I'm sure those stories are out there, but I just don't hear a lot of them. Um, I don't know. We could be talking next year about how important it is to keep them in trust. That's just where I am today. Um, but I, I really try to do right by people and, you know, just let it go. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, I know the hard chargers do say, you know, Whoever doesn't buy into it doesn't fully understand the ease of use and the power of it. So you could go, you could go read that thing the size of a typewriter and say, "Now what?" You know, you're like, you thought you had the secret ingredient. You know, Oz's playbook. Whenever you got a hold of it, you're like, "Man, this is it. It's easy." You know, it's it's. it's that's it. But it really doesn't, I don't know the problem that it solves. I think that's how, that's kind of what we're saying is I don't, I don't, I don't fully comprehend the problem that it solves other than you don't have to file a tax return, which you do on, once you start putting more members in an LLC or definitely a corporation, you're going to have to file a tax return. You can have accounting fees and uh, I guess you could duplicate them pretty Fortuous, fortuitously, I mean, you can you can have as many as you want of trust, and you can do it easy. But I think you're going to run into exactly what we're talking about: accountants and lawyers, kind of not knowing. I guess the accountant is who you want to know how to handle them, which largely they they don't care because I managed I managed my Jackson property with a real accountant, and he didn't tell me to redo anything. So I guess accountants kind of know how to uh, deal with them. And I didn't need a separate tax return. So that might be part of it. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that would be the reasons, the anonymity, being able to not to file a tax return and being able to do a lot of them. But I, I really think you, you're messing around some big forces like fracturing title. I mean, I think, uh, Having a trustee that you can trust and fracturing title, I think, is what you're going to wade into. Yeah. Well, then, <clears throat> and I don't want to be too negative, Nancy, on it, because I know a lot of people that that we know really preach the trust and they believe them. They've been through yeah. the crucible and it's it's it works for them. Um, I'll tell you another thing that I the reason I didn't focus a whole lot on it is it doesn't make me any money. It might protect money, but I'm still at my stage where I'm trying to make money. Yeah, You know, like, I, and I want to focus on those skills that are turning into dollar signs. 
And that means negotiating. That means finding properties. That means dealing with contractors or doing something myself. I put a lot of sweat equity into stuff. And I'm, I'm just one man. And so I've never, I haven't put as much effort into asset protection and creating trust as I have in those other things, negotiating, finding properties, um, getting licensed, you know, I mean, I'm a licensed realtor. That takes a lot of work to get that license, to maintain that license, to go make money with that license. I don't necessarily have 20 hours a month to go like, all right, I'm going to go write up a trust, draft a trust memorandum, find a trustee that I trust to, to do this stuff for me. Um, I want to go make some cash. And if I get, if I get burned, okay, I'm young. I can, I can come out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, Oh, there's another thing. The trustee. I see. I see too many people that just say, "Yeah, Jason's my trustee." Jason, come up. Jason, come. Oh, Jason's had too much. Well, we'll sign for him. You know, he's Jason's passed out in the back of the Cadillac. Well, it's no biggie. Jason's a buddy. Well, then I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Then what happens is a deal happens or ten deals happens, and somebody says, "Hey, this was done wrong because there's fractured title," and so they call Jason, and Jason was like, "No, man, we had." We drank a couple of fists and we hung out for the weekend, but I didn't sign anything. I didn't transfer any property or sign promissory notes or extend law. I didn't do any of that. Okay. And they're like, yeah, 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 you did. <laughs> yeah, you did, trustee. I see that over and over again. I also really? see, lot, oh, yeah. And I see trustee Shit. properties on the tax sale. You know, they're not paying their taxes. I see trustee properties, uh, trust owned properties are being foreclosed. What's um, that mean to you? Has happened. It means that I think that some of these people that focus so much on this hiding, this thing, aren't focusing on just the fundamentals of real estate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we make money. We pay our bills. We keep them in cash flow and performance mode. That's the name of the game. And if I do that and I'm not selling a bill of goods, I'm not trying to screw people, well, then I got a good insurance policy and I recognize that sometimes bad things happen, but at the, more on average, Things are going to go up in value. I'm going to make money if I just keep doing it. So I just don't put a whole, whole lot of effort into it. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll share this. And this is the advice that I took is um, the guy who he's a fixture here and I just would trust him implicitly. He said, put a few properties in one trust. Let's say the worst happens and your insurance policy doesn't cover it. Uh, you're not going to lose everything. It's not going to take down everything. If you got two or three in one, in one LLC and you operate that successfully with a different bank account and you don't do that, you know, you don't, in, in saying that you operate it correctly, you don't commingle funds and you don't cause an attorney to be able to pierce your corporate veil. So that was one. And he said, keep mortgages on them real, or not, and that's a little bit of a nuance. Do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah. To yeah. have a multiple lead on it. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Which, you know, if you do that, it kind of heads people off at the pass at times. If some, you know, somebody were to come calling and, and start snooping around and, and be looking for a loose end, it might, it might cause them to kind of stop there. Yeah. But I guess that's the beauty of real estate. It, it allows us to pretend to be lawyers and accountants at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And mess up stuff. We, you know, talking about wanting to show income and wanting to be commercially bankable. Like I want to be, I want to be able to get a 30 year mortgage. I want to be able to get a car loan if I want one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I followed the whole don't pay taxes, expense, everything. Taxes are bad. And I did that for my first three years of investing. And then when it came time to get away from the shark tooth money of, you know, 13% interest, and I want to go get some of this 3% money that wasn't on the table because I was so smart. I didn't pay taxes for the first three years. I could have, I could have just done it the right way. Like everybody else and pay a little in. And I was like, yeah, I've made 50 grand each year and now I, I'm bankable. I didn't do it. So it really, it bit me in the ass and I'm not saying change that is what you're saying. You I mean, I try not to be too, you know, live in regret, but yeah, knowing what I know now, mm -hmm. I would have just gone ahead and paid some taxes. Um, I mean, I expensed everything, you know, I made up expenses. You know what I'm saying? If I had material for a home project, I was like, I've got a receipt. I'm going to expense it. You know, if I had a, a receipt for anything, we're going on trips, you know, let's expense, expense, expense. And we really didn't need to, you know, 
Um, and so, yeah, at the end of the year, it's like, how much do we owe in taxes? Like, you don't owe anything because you had a loss. You're like, yes, we had a loss. <laughs> yeah, we're like, and we're laughing. Like, we didn't have a loss. You know, our phones never got cut off. You know, we made money. But you fast forward to when there's 2% loans available to the bank and they're <laughs> ushering you out of the banker's office. You're like, this way, sir, you don't, you don't have any money on paper. <laughs> you know, like, what am I doing? This way, sir. Yeah. Like, no, no, that was just a tax play. You don't understand. <laughs> we can refile, right? Yeah, we can amend that, right? So, so you're still, I mean, you guys have grown fast, like seven years that you've been in it or 10? Uh, it's, it's been with me and Rachel both. It's only been about four years, both of us full time. That's crazy. I mean, we had, honestly, we had the benefit of Katrina that, that, forced our hand to like got some insurance money and allowed us to renovate when we wouldn't have. Right. And paid down some mortgages when we wouldn't have been able to, but there was a power band that was good and it was miserable. It was really miserable, but you guys, you know, I look from the outside, you're like, Hey, it doesn't look miserable, but I can only imagine. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, when the day to, to mix color into the concrete, you know, when, and we chose charcoal and yeah. I just, I just look like a, a grease stain. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> sweep. Like, I look oh. like that guy in sniper. I was going up for the sniper role. <laughs> yeah. Covered. But I mean, that's pretty fast growth. Like you guys have put on the show. Like well, you probably time. realize it later, right? Yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's, it's been good. You know, it's been our, it's been our story. Um, like it was your story. You're thinking about entities or what we use or what we shelter or how we do it. You know, I kind of got to go with whatever skill set I got at hand and you and I both had sweat equity and opportunity on our doorstep at a certain time. And that's yeah. all we had. And I took advantage of it. And yeah, we put a lot of sweat in. Uh, it helped getting Rachel on board with something she was passionate about. This furnished rental thing has been tremendous for us because she didn't like the South Jackson crap house finance model. She didn't like, we tried hey. it once or twice. She just didn't enjoy it. You know, um, she didn't like wholesaling. She didn't like us telling a seller, looking them dead in the eye and say, I have cash and I want to buy your house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, Hey, why is my house on Facebook? You're marketing my house. They'd be like, well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to try to sell it. Like I thought you were going to buy it. You know, she didn't like that. But as soon as we put a TV in a bed and some towels and put pictures and started making money on Airbnb, she said, I like that. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was really, really crucial. Finding something we both get on board with. Um, and she's a lot like me in the sense of like entities, what we hold it in let's just do our best and learn you know we'll try to stay open-minded and get better at things but we're not we don't have any money you know, i don't have anything to hide like let's just go at it and keep trying and it'll be okay but having her on board is is probably the biggest thing that's given us the opportunity for success i mean really because there was a lot of fighting for a long time like call that motivated seller i'm busy talk to him and she didn't want to do that you know Ask him why he wants to sell the house. She's like, I don't fucking care why he wants to sell the house. <laughs> Get out the Pete Fortunato script. Ask him, why would you sell a nice house like this? And just listen. You know? I think me asking her to cold call lasted about a half a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's a list, honey. You call just call, these and call a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> no. They'll love your accent. They will love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, right, right now, I think that's what I'm most excited about is, you know, uh, is being able to work with, with Rachel and not feel like almost starting to get in step. You know, it's kind of like you got a four or five piece band and you've been practicing one sheet of music. You've thrown out a whole bunch of songs that didn't work. But now you finally got something that does. It's like, oh, let's go rock this bitch. You know, let's go find it. Let's go play it in front of a crowd. Right, right, um, right, right. Because we've played a lot of tunes and they didn't work and we couldn't get everybody in sync. And it was <laughs> that's like, that's a good analogy. Up. And we finally got one. It's like, that's our jam. That's our cover. So, um, and that's what it's been for, for furnished short, for the furnished rental. I think we might have, uh, when we start building these tiny houses, you know, we've got a lot uh, on in the pipeline. Um, 
I think that might be the next thing that we can kind of, she's really excited about that. Uh, last had, time I talked to you, you were thinking you'd let the lumber prices calm down or something. I don't know where you're thinking about now. Is it going to calm down? I don't know. Right. I'm going to uh, deal makers, Jim Ingersoll's deal makers thing in, in the middle of September. And cool. there's a guy yeah. speaking that I know I've seen on Facebook that's doing container homes. I've got a contractor here. That is, he, is he in Tennessee? Mr. Hicks, Mike, Mike, Michael Hicks, the container home. Yeah, I think yes. I went and saw his places. I've seen him on Facebook, but I, I've never been to one. Is one on a ridge overlooking a valley? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, man, I went to I went to both of those. Did you really? Yeah, we okay. went to Chattanooga. What'd you think? Well, he said he's not going to do any more of them. <laughs> did, did you, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, he he makes regular stick homes, and he likes those better because he can put walls up and insulation in them and not retrofit everything. Yeah. But it is pretty striking. I mean, yeah. just the overlook that he's got going on and uh, yeah. I bet they stay full, but, uh, and honestly, I don't know if he's uh, selling information or anything like that, but yeah. I'm not sure what is, but you know, if, if lumber doesn't come down, people are going to be looking for alternatives. Oh, you know, yeah, and it yeah, might yeah, not yeah. be that we're building something because it's cool is we're building something because it works. I mean, yeah, I told you earlier about pricing that lumber package on that. It was over three times what it should have been. You know, it yeah. should have been about forty five hundred bucks. It was over seventeen grand. I mean, that's a non starter. And do I think that prices are going to come down? I sure hope so. But they, they I mean, the futures, to. the futures on lumber, I think, are forecast to settle down. I don't know about the other stuff. Yeah. No, the futures are down. Uh, Two thirds. I mean, they're down from seventeen hundred, a thousand foot board to five hundred, six hundred. The futures are way down, but that's not being reflected and may not be reflected in our in our lows or lumberyard prices for a mm -hmm. long time. But um, uh, but I got you off track. You're thinking tiny homes. Rachel might be getting excited about that. It might be she something is. she can get behind. Yeah, she's super excited about that. Um, so that's that's new stuff. But yeah, that's the biggest thing is is when you know you're working with a partner, having a vision together, and being okay with whatever it is. How we're holding title, what happens when somebody dies? Do we both believe in this product that we're pushing? Yeah, did um, you guys do a will yet? We do have a will. It's very simple. I mean, she gets everything. So, I mean, it took a lot. It took us going on a big vacation. It's like us two uh, country mice. Are like, what if we die? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, Thinking you're automatically going to die riding a big plane. Well, that's what scared me a little bit is because, you know, I talk, we talked to our attorneys and be like, hey, so how does this, if something does happen to one of us and they'd say the line, well, you know, because of Mississippi law, it's going to go here, you know, because you're married, it's going to go here. But do you have a will? And like, well, you just told me it's going to go here. Why does it matter? It's like, well, because you need a will. I was like, you just told me that if I die, it's going to her. <laughs> but yeah, that, that is what's going to happen. But you need a will. And so we just heard that enough where it was like, okay, let's just write a fucking will. Yeah. Um, so she's getting that and the lawnmower and my truck, you know. And you all got the a house. new truck, right? You got a modern yeah. truck. Yeah. That's great. Hopefully the last gas burner I ever buy. No. It's all very, it seems all very gray. So but anyways, the, the will, I, I hope, is uncontested and she's able to go marry some guy as strikingly handsome and as, you know, witty as i am and go have fun with it you know that's right Just go have fun baby <laughs> you got her to the finish line <sighs> yeah <laughs> pass the baton be your real self <laughs> if you can go on a cruise yeah. <laughs> uh, well. and that, she goes on the on the on the boards and, and filters out real estate people <laughs> yeah i don't like real estate people uh, i was just telling her that Hey, do you listen? You listen to any Kenny Mac stuff or any? It's hard for me to listen to Bigger Pockets, but I do see some like blips on whatever of their social media comes in front of me about these wonderkin that that are doing monster flips from Ecuador or something like that. Yeah, I haven't listened. To, I, I guess uh, the one thing I like about Bigger, bigger Pockets is consistent. I know it's every Thursday there's going to be a podcast out, and I haven't listened to it. Sometimes Ken, um, he doesn't put anything out for a week or two, and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden I put two or three things out. So I've kind of I'm less regular checking in with him to see what yeah. his content's like. Um, 
but yeah, I feel like the bigger pockets, I think you said it a couple of days ago, that it just seems if you listen to it long enough, you're going to end up in that circular pattern of trying to run a fund. Like that's where by either open a mortgage company or do something huge. Um, and I don't know if that's, or we're the me. best, like, I, yeah. I like that. kind of like average. Yeah. Are we all average? Do we have to listen to those people? It makes us feel bad. No, it doesn't make, it doesn't make me feel bad, but it's like, and how do regular people do it? We're talking about the guy that would, is hopefully going to loan us a whole bunch of money so we can go make some money. You know, he's cash. He's already got a net worth of twenty million. He's about to get twenty more million, and he's going to go make a hundred more. Like I don't necessarily that does that's not what my today. That's not what my motivation is today. My motivation is is I want to make a living in real estate and have a good time doing it. I'd like to leave something to my family. Um, I'd like to have the best health insurance I can buy. You know all that kind of stuff, but. I'm not so driven that I don't necessarily want to run a fund or, you know, have my name on, you know, fortune 500. Oh, he did this. And I feel like a lot of those guys do, they want to be. And I wonder if maybe I should be more motivating. I don't know, but I, I really. All right. You do that and tell me how to do it tomorrow. Wake yeah. up and be more motivated and tell me how to do it. That is like, man, it's like, I really need, a downside i need to be running from something more than toward it yeah honestly that's yeah the way i'm drawn i think i'm a lot like that and, and today i'm not uh i'm not running from as many things so i mean i'm pretty i mean if we if we had if this year was really just like last year would my feelings be hurt would i feel like we didn't make it absolutely not last year was a good year we paid every note we paid every bill we never missed a meal we went to the doctor a few times and paid for it. <laughs> you know, like that That's wasn't really. a, we, we bought some properties, we sold some properties. So if 2022 looks just like 2020, would it be a horrible thing? Absolutely not. We got to spend one more, you know, 365 more days doing what we do, you know, great. Um, that's just where I am today. Like we said, we could talk about it next year. It's like, we've got to create properties and trust so we can make billions and billions and billions. I guess you know. if, I, you know, I kind of inspire and it's part of the reason that I want to do this with you is just to like get more, no, not notorious sounds like the right word, but no, is there another word for notorious, but just be, just make more relationships and figure out how to make it funner. I think would be my goal. Is, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I got something to give and maybe knowing more people would be uh, more apt to do business with me somehow. Oh, well, go ahead. I, th I mean, I think, you know, 99% of the pop population is blown away with the big stuff. Un unfortunately, 99% of the population doesn't really relate to it. It's never going to copycat the big stuff. You're right. Um, like how many guys are actually going to listen to that podcast and go get on NAS or on the stock exchange in the next five years with some hedge fund? Um, very, very few. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of people out there that that want to do four, five, ten deals over the next one or two years that are really going to they're going to relate to people like you and I a whole lot more. Yeah, um, I think you can buy a house every couple of years, every two or three years. You got a job or you're playing your cards right in this gig. I think you can buy a house. Yeah. I've often wondered sometimes, like, kind of like the same way Google, like you accidentally type in the word Jeep, and now Jeeps are popping up on your Facebook page. You know, you, you made a, a typo, and now they're selling you something you don't really want. And you, you own a Jeep a year later, like, why did I buy that fucking Jeep? <laughs> it's like it was from a typo two years ago. Like yeah. Sometimes I go to these events, and I find myself in this, this funnel. It's like, I didn't even want to be in here. Like, why am I trying to draft trust documents? Like, well, cause that's what they were talking about. You paid 250 bucks to go to this weekend course. It's like, I mean, so it's really, you know, what do I want my life to look like and be real about it? You know, um, I think the real of, thing is everybody, this is an achievable vehicle. This is an achievable vehicle to change your status mm -hmm. in a, in a real way. You can, it's, tangible and achievable i think but just getting over the hump of actually doing something in some way shape or form could if you started today it could change your life in in five ten years it really could yeah
or if you really screwed it up, you know, your decedents to reset their basis in your shit property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't take long to make an impact. Uh, I think for me, though, it wasn't necessarily about the, the real result of making money, but it was just about the mind shift change. Like, I can own property. Like, I mean, I rented until I was 33 years old. I mean, it never made sense that I might own multiple properties. Like, that was, whoa, that was huge. I was like, yeah, I can own, I mean, lots of stuff. Between the houses, the Airbnbs, and the small commercial stuff we got, I mean, I never... And and that's been the biggest thing is just changing my thinking about what is possible. There's all kinds of things we can do. All right. Well, we kind of did an hour. I think I'll, my next book report will, uh, I, I kind of like, I kind of like that uh, on that previous one we did. I kind of like the uh, hot topics from what came through with, with Inman. Mm, yeah. So I think I'd like to do that more next time. Okay. But uh, yeah, I pooped out the artwork and getting it on iTunes. That's awesome. And you know, what you did really looks good. It really does. I know you put a lot of work into it. Did you tell anybody about it? I shared it with Rachel and my sister. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, did you did you read uh, Harari? Uh, you've all know how Harari. No, not yet. Do you do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you gave it to me. I gave it to you. Well, I have it in my possession. Oh, shit. Okay. I'll give yeah. it back. You gave it back? No, I will, though, if you need oh. it back. And so he wrote, uh, there's a, there's a, the, the next book of his, the, last, the latest book if I, I'm reading is 21 Lessons for the 21st Century. And he starts getting into like how this artificial intelligence is, we're starting to see it play out and what it might look like fast forward 20 or 30 years. And it's downright scary. It, With the deep fake stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not just what it could be, but what it is now. And here's a great example. It's like you're, you're on Google Maps. You trust it to take you where you want to go. But like your yeah. gut's saying, I need to take a left. I need to take a left. You're like, no, I'm Google Maps. I mean, I trust it. I take a right and you end up someplace you're not supposed to be. Or, right. um, so that's how you got that Jeep analogy. <laughs> it would be, yeah, basically. I mean, like, what did I want? You know, was it just a typo or? Um, but, you know, seeing how these algorithms, these big data things and how, you know, mortgage bankers, for instance, you know, like right now they're talking about, you know, uh, redlining or bias in the marketplace where they're going to start creating algorithms that just hopefully eliminate all of that. Um, and if there's good data in or, or good questions asked, then we won't have those issues anymore. It's going to make things somebody could argue that's going to make things a lot simpler, a lot more fair. But at the same time, we're, we're just giving up all control. Um, so this, this book is, is talking about a lot of these things that are, are coming down the line, you know, with uh, automated driving, you know, what that what that could look like. You know, the old philosophical yeah. question, do I hit the two kids or do I kill myself? Um, you know, who, <laughs> so is Tesla going to have, you know, the, the altruist model and the selfish model? You know, and you just get to pick and let the consumer decide. Um, but anyways, that's kind of been my fun reading to kind of get my, my memory. Sapiens was like talking about our organism, how we got from there to here, wasn't it? Yeah. And that the history, was the history of us. Yeah. And that was fascinating. That wasn't any philosophy, was it? It was just like a progressive sequence. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a historian. Um, and I think he might have a little bit of, of sociology kind of uh, studies background. He's definitely a super smart guy. But I thought uh, you were more of a philosopher. Me? Yeah. Um, maybe so. It was interesting to see that bend to your psyche to yeah. recommend Sapiens. Yeah. I just, I'm interested, well, kind of like what we're seeing right now with Zillow, you know, like how we're seeing it change real estate agents, uh, how they operate. You know, I've got to buy into this big data, big algorithm thing, or I'm going to get left behind. Um, EXP offers something. It says, hey, we're taking care of some of that stuff for you. We're going to market. We're going to streamline your office onto a computer. We're going to network you with with agents all over the place so you expand your uh, people to talk to and what to learn and how to do it. I mean, so you're already seeing it. I mean, everything's moving to this device, moving to these mm -hmm. devices. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just, you know, what's it going to look like when... Uh, you talked about it, uh, I think, 
Yeah, I was on the public podcast. You said is to make an imbalanced market more congruent and more balanced. And that's trying to overlay technology over it is what Carvana has tried to. I mean, imagine Carvana for people not to want to have to go negotiate with, with cash on a barrel head and look somebody in the eye and arm wrestle somebody. That kind of they're okay with somebody making a little extra, you know, yeah. they just, let's make it easy. You know, I'm going to go yeah. to Carvana and, uh, I'm going to go to house Vana. I mean, I probably, yeah. So I'm going to buy it from Zillow. Zillow yeah, sell. I trust right. Zillow. I've been looking at Zillow, sell it for, to Zillow and buy it from, buy Zillow. from Zillow. They're going to rehab right. it for me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted to buy or sell, where's the easy button and there's not one and i think that's that's the billion dollar question posed by redfin posed by zillow and exp is the billion dollar question how do you make the easy button in this incongruent multi-dimensional project how do mm -hmm. how do we get somebody to buy in and make let us make money off of helping them manage this project yeah so we'll see well, that's all I got, man. If it, uh, I guess it would, I guess the help I would need is to just go out there and, and assimilate more information on this. I need subject. more data. Yeah. I need more data. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for everything, you know, participating. Yeah. I um, would just say this about the simplified home sales is, you know, in, in 10 years, maybe on five years, two or three of those blocks are going to be algorithms. One of them is the title company and the bank probably won't even have many people behind them. And you're literally just going to be sipping over your, your, your financing docs, you know, your, your tax returns and everything over to this other algorithm that's going to give the green light for, for the financing. And then when it's time to run title, they're going to find all that stuff online. They might send a runner downtown to double check it and make sure it's good. Um, but I mean, you are the innovation that's causing that that move towards automation and less and less, you know, spots for, for people to mess it up, you know, when you're sending reminders to people say, Hey, the termite inspection has been done. Let's go ahead and move forward with it. That's what this whole thing's about is taking out human error, you know, taking out, well, I was yeah, in coffee and I exactly couldn't hear right. it. Um, so it's coming, man. And you're part of it. You're part of the machine, so, man. They were going to get rid of title companies. Well, the title company is all going to be online. I mean, I, the title company is never going to go on blockchain, but it's, it is going to be, uh, it's already pretty much online anyways, you know, who's going to bring sandwiches to the realtor open houses. I mean, you think about like CPA firms and title companies before they used to be like these big monsters of companies and now they're not now a CPA firm might have four people in there. Um, they don't, they don't need you know, Rachel used to work for a big CPA firm that had 20 of her running around doing math, you know, doing math, looking at things, <laughs> collecting receipts and doing math. And now you just don't need it. Like send us over your QuickBooks and we'll get it done for you. So. Well, it's, you know, who's going to be necessary. I think it's going to be, and still think you're going to need some, you're going to need oversight and you're going to need somebody who can emotionally slap around the decision makers, which that's what I think realtors are to, <laughs> to be able slap, to, to slap everybody in a sense. Right. Oh, you're going to inspect that property. You're it's going to come back clean. <laughs> you know, you need this. You know yeah. that everybody's going to be a lot happier when you sell this MF or yeah. <laughs> Just five thousand dollars more. Just say yes. Just five thousand dollars more. <laughs> in two years, I mean three. I mean in four years, you're gonna forget all about the price. Yeah, this is your dream home. You've always wanted your own bathroom. Go for it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think <clears throat> that's the place the realtor is to, with very good intention, will all hope is to manipulate the client. Yeah. With good intention. Yeah. And it brings, and it brings some personality and some comfort to what can be a pretty cold process. Yeah. Because it can be pretty, you know, counter offer, offer, counter offer, counter, counter inspections, you know, financing. It can, it can be pretty, 
pretty surgical at times and the, the realtors there to, to make it a little more palatable. I mean, you can stay home and eat your own food all day long, but people go to restaurants every day and twice on Sunday. Yeah. We shall see. All right, my man. Well, hey, when's I'm sure that you put in a, uh, it's coming up on the 21st mermaids. We've been photoshopping mermaids. For the so, Baskin Robbins ice cream cake. That Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. All right, well, have fun, man. Yeah, for sure. My parents were going to come. They were en route, but the rack and pinion on their car gave uh, out and gave them just the excuse they needed. No. Yeah. Really. <laughs> that was going to be a valiant effort. I respect yeah. them for coming. Well, yep. All right, man. I all right, Bubba. Have a good one. All right. Talk soon. Bye. All right. That was episode three. Thank you for joining us. If you listen all the way, and if you have any real estate needs, go to Simplified Home Sales. I've got an up and coming application that things are going to save a lot of marriages and make any kind of project that you manage very, very easy with your collaborators. So thanks again and join us next time. Bye now.